Clayton. John Clayton. This is the Coors Light Cold Hard Facts with John Clayton. Brought to you by Coors Light. Made to chill. Time to talk some football with the professor, John Clayton, as we do every day at this time. If you guys have questions for John, text those questions in 421-3776-421 ESPN. You can hear Robert Turbin singing to the music right there. Robert Turbin. We were talking for- about Chris Berman earlier, man. This, this <laughs> reminds me every time. Uh, Turbo's in for Dave Wyman today and tomorrow. Uh, John Clayton here with us. Hello, John. Hello, guys. Say hello to Robert Turbin. Hello, Robert. Hey, hey John. Hey, by the way, what have you uh, have you studied college football a lot this year? Not too much. What's going on? Uh, and this this affects uh, you know Rashad Penny and all the running backs and all that stuff. But supposedly, talking to general managers in the last couple of days, this might be one of the better running back. I mean, run, the running backs right now are the best class uh, and the best position in this year's draft. And you know, with only like about seven or eight unrestricted free agents running backs, what that does mean is that uh, it's going to pull down the value of what anybody gets. And running backs, as you know, don't get paid a lot anyways, particularly free agent running backs unless it's a re-sign. So it's like uh, it's going to be interesting to see because uh, what one GM told me yesterday that you can get a good running back in the fifth round. Yeah. Well, you know, it's crazy that you say that because – I was actually going to ask you about the Seahawks yeah. and their running back position. Obviously, Rashad Penny's a free agent. There are a couple good free eight, or excuse, yeah, there are a couple good free agents out there. Uh, I spoke about Melvin Gordon being available. James Carter, I think Marlon Mack still has some yeah. value, and he's a free agent. So, how do you see the Seahawks really addressing the running back position? I I think they they try to re-sign Rashad Penny because you can probably get him for five mil, maybe a little bit less than that. Because I don't know what his market's going to be, but the market for all running backs is going to drop down because of this running back class. Because, you know, let's say, for example, you don't have to invest a second round pick to get a good running back. I mean, you can wait to the third, fourth, fifth round and get a good running back. So it's like, uh, you know, and I think that gives them more of a chance to get Penny back. John, reading that the Seahawks have started speaking with Quandre Diggs on a new contract. So. Does that give you hope that we're not going to be looking at any sort of uh, franchise tag? They'll get something worked out. I, I, I do love that they're being aggressive just in yeah. getting the conversation going. Yeah, I mean, but again, the, you know, franchise tag, you have to do something by you know uh, the 8th of March. And if not, then, uh, then there's no franchise tag. So it gives them one week to work something out. Uh, if not, I think they have to put the franchise tag on. And my guess is because of the injury, I mean, and, and the fact that, you know, he's really never been paid great, is that uh, the franchise tag's 12.9. I think they can get him for around 13 or 13 to a year on a multi-year deal. So they got to do something because I think he's too good of a player to let go. Do you, do you think there's a lot of competition for him? Like, a, Have you heard much about other teams that are, are wanting to bring him in for a conversation? Have not heard. I mean, because, again, it's like safety is also a, a good position in free agency this year. And so there's, you know, there's a lot of options that are there. And so uh, and, of course, the, the fact that he's injured is going to be one. I think it's going to you know, hold things up a little bit with other teams. Staying on the defensive side of the ball, John, the defensive line, you know, wasn't as productive as everybody expected. You know, how do you see the Seahawks addressing that area and, and who do you see them targeting in free agency who i don't know um but again i think that uh you know they'll be selective 
in what they do because again their their priorities I think you know offensive line and cornerback uh and then seeing what they're going to do with Bobby Wagner and all that stuff and again if the right guy is there at the right price then I think they'll do something you know because again it's like uh you know you uh, it's not like they're going to go pay 18 million bucks for Chandler Jones or something like that that's not the nature of what this team does you know they they try to find a good price to pay a defensive end a pass rusher and then uh, try to stick with that you see them making could you see them letting go of Kerry Hyder I know he's under contract but man no. that that was a disappointment yeah but why why let Be- him go well because maybe you bring in somebody who's more productive well why I mean because again you want somebody who produces more uh, I mean, I, 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 you know, it's like, let's not, I mean, don't lower the talent level. He's talented. He didn't have a great year last year. He's had two real good years with good sack numbers. And so it's like, uh, you know, why wipe people out? Well, don't you feel like there's, I mean, you spoke about, you know, not paying a guy like yeah. Chandler Jones, 18 million a year. Right. Yeah. But the sack production wasn't there this past season. So no. don't you think they would, you know, want to maybe pay maybe not top dollar but good dollar to get a consistent defensive player who can get after the quarterback go back to the Jadivian Clowney negotiations you know obviously you know he wanted like 20 million dollars plus and they started out offering 13 they eventually went to 16 <clears throat> but John Snyder isn't a big believer in paying big dollars to a uh, pass rushing defensive end I mean hey if they want to they can still get uh, Jadivian Clowney if they want and I mean, he's he's a free agent. You know, that's a possibility. But uh, I think in the end, it's not like <clears throat> they're going to pay the big dollars. And remember, I mean, they've got $38 million of cap room, and they got a lot of business to do. John, the 360 asking, are the Hawks going to surprise us and go all in this year buying some O-line and D-line talent? Uh, that and drafting, yeah. I think, they. I mean, again, it's like, uh, but I don't know what all in means. <laughs> I mean... Maybe not bargain shopping, I guess. I don't know. No, I mean, you know, they what they they uh, traded, you know, uh, and paid seven and a half million dollars for a guard. I mean, they paid good money for Brandon Shell. <clears throat> I mean, you know, so it's like, uh, you know, I think they'll be, uh, you know, precious in what they they look at, but they're not going to overdo it because they got to get three starters, maybe. Well, speaking of the offensive line in the draft, you mentioned the draft having a strong running back class. Yeah. What does the offensive line market look like in the draft in comparison to free agency? Good for tackles. Pretty good for tackles. Good. So it's like uh, you can get you know several in the first round, several in the second round. And that, I think, has a good chance you know, to be the Seahawks' first pick. Yeah, because they got a pretty decent uh, choice in that second round, and so I think you can maybe get a good tackle out of that. You know, I don't know if it's going to be a left a left tackle, right tackle, or whatever, <clears throat> but I can see that happening. And then of course, uh, uh, you knowing you have two coaches who came from the Rams, the Rams have you know three uh, free agent offensive linemen, and they can probably go for one of those guys. Hey, I, I saw the headline that Eric Bieniemy is going to be returning yeah. to the Chiefs as their offensive coordinator. Was there some doubt about that because he wasn't getting the interviews for a head coaching job? So no. it it seemed an odd headline. I didn't realize they thought he was there was a chance he wasn't coming back. No, there, it was a, a big question mark for several weeks. You know, not knowing if he was going to get a deal. He got a one year deal. <clears throat> you know, I mean, you know, Andy it continues to push him for a head coaching job, but mm-hmm. but it just hasn't happened yet. 
Uh, got a text here from the 253. says, uh, what does the professor think about Collins? Uh, I think he's talking about Colin, yeah. Colin Coward. Uh, latest on the oh. Eagles trading four first-rounders in Darius Slay for Arda. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Probably a bad take, huh? Yeah, Colin, <laughs> Colin just shut up. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I mean, he, he continues to push the the Russell Wilson trade, and there's no Russell. I mean, you, you are you going to trade you know, a quarterback who's worth five additional wins to your team and then have a $31 million dead cap hit uh, and no quarterback? Right. I mean, give me a break. Right. Hey, John, one thing Turbin and I were talking about during the break is yeah. you, it, it, see, there's all this you know, potential quarterback movement, whether you're talking about the Colts getting rid of Wentz mm-hmm. or the maybe the Vikings get rid of Kirk Cousins or Garoppolo moves. It, and you're looking at that going, okay, you, you want to move on from, yeah. Kirk, from Carson Wentz. Well, then are you going to bring Kirk Cousins over? Are you gonna, it feels like you're kind of getting the same level of quarterback and it's just musical chairs. You're yeah. not really – it's, it doesn't feel like there's a huge upgrade to be had unless you could land Aaron Rodgers, unless you could land Russell Wilson. Outside mm-hmm. of that, it feels like you're kind of like, who's going to occupy all these spots if these guys move? I think it's going to be less active at the quarterback position uh, as, uh, than people think. I mean, certainly, you know, that Marcus Mariota is going to move someplace, and we'll see about Jameis Winston. You know, it seems like the Colts are ready to move on from Carson Wentz. You know, there's now talk in San Francisco that, uh, you know, tr- Trey Lance hasn't done uh, all that well in picking up the offense, and they may have to stay with Jimmy Garoppolo. So he may not necessarily be on the trade market. I mean, you got Sam Darnold, who, you know, they want to get rid of him, I think. And then, of course, you've got Deshaun Watson, who, you know, wants to get traded and should get traded, but it may be tough to find that right team. So I don't think it's going to be as active as it was last year. What about Aaron Rodgers specifically? Do you foresee him going back to the Packers next season? Well, I mean, I've been, I've been back and forth on this. At first, I said, no, he was going to get out of there. Then the last two weeks, I've been saying, nah, he's going to stay. Uh, and now we find out a couple things today. One, that uh, he wants $50 million a year. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, guess what? He's not going to get that. I mean, they haven't done anything with Devontae Adams yet, and he wants Devontae Adams back. And apparently there's a little bit of friction again with the general manager. So it's up in the air, but it has to be resolved sometime you know, before March 8th because you know, if Adams isn't back and they don't get something done with Rodgers, he's going to want to get out. What kind of a cap hit is uh, in terms of dead cap money? If they said, all right, we can't come to an agreement, he wants to play elsewhere and they trade him, what, what kind of a I'd dead to, cap I, is he I'd leaving? have to look at it. I don't have it in front of me right now. I mean, probably uh, over 20-plus million. He wants $50 million. A year, yeah. Man, that's crazy. Well, because, again, it's like Patrick Mahomes' contract, uh, you know, even though it's not that. And because, again, when he signed it, his new, uh, his new money, which, of course, that's, you know, the difference between what he was making and then uh, yeah, new money was 39.3. But basically the way the, the 10-year deal was structured, it was going to be, you know, $40 million in the first uh Five years, forty million a year, and then forty-five. I mean, basically, it was fifty uh, in in the last five years. That's why you know Aaron wants that fifty million dollar payday. Well, but Pat Mahomes is like twenty-four years old too. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, going back to the Seattle and getting back into the backfield. Have you heard anything in regards to Chris Carson and his health? Is he improving? What's going on there? No idea, because remember, I mean, you know, players aren't available. Uh, to meet with the team or you know, go see the team doctor or anything like that. So we have no update on that whatsoever. Wow. 
John, the 425 asking, what does the professor think about the Hawks pursuing Mariota or Minshew as the backup to Russell? Mm, you know, Mariota might not be bad. And uh, I don't think they're going to trade for Minshew. It's like, uh, I mean, he'd be nice to have on your team. But again, it's like I think that, you know, he'll probably go somewhere in a trade. And, uh, you know, it's probably going to be, you know, for a little bit uh, higher than what they want to get. You, do you think, I, sorry to cut you off, do you think either of those two have an opportunity to start anywhere? Or are they pretty much backups at this point? Mm, Minshew, I think, has a chance. And Mariota does have an outside chance because, you know, at least you know he's got a good running game. I mean, he can run well. He's talented enough. He was you know, a high draft choice, all those different things. So he might land something, but I wouldn't guarantee it. I think of the two, Minshew has a better chance. How do you feel about, uh, you know, obviously – D. Eskridge had an injury-plagued yeah. season this year, but you know, do you feel like he can still take a pretty good, a pretty decent jump from year one to year two? And do you still feel like he'll be an intricate part of this offense going into next yeah, season? Yeah, I, I think he can make a pretty good jump this year. You know, because he's talented, he's fast, he can do a lot of different things. It's just a matter that you know he missed so much time, you know, with that concussion and all that stuff that it really held him back during his rookie year. And so it's like, no, I think that you know, he can be a valuable third receiver. John, what do you think of uh, – we, we don't often talk about mm-hmm. broadcasters, but now we're seeing the story about uh, Troy Aikman potentially landing with ESPN for $17.5 million a year for their Monday Night Football broadcast. Yeah. You, you like that move? Mm-hmm. I do. I know Paul Moyer doesn't. Doesn't like it. He doesn't like Aikman? No, he doesn't like Aikman at all. Why is that? I have no idea. He just doesn't like him. What's your feeling on Aikman? I like him. I like him a lot. And so it's like, uh, you know, Romo makes 18, and if you pay, uh, you know, Aikman uh, 17.5, I have no problem with that. He's going to be on the Monday night broadcast. We'll see how what shakeup goes, who's going to be in and who's going to be out, you know, because, again, that's a big, big contract. But, of course, I mean, the one thing with ESPN, having worked there for 22 years, is that, uh, you know, they're probably going to take the games on Monday night you know, share them a little bit with a- ABC, and so try to get better, you know, uh, circulation as far as, you know, who's seeing the games and all that stuff. But I like them. You know, the Cincinnati Bengals really surprised everybody this season, you know, not yeah. only making the playoffs, but going to the Super Bowl. But I did see an interesting stat. He got sacked <laughs> more times in his rookie year uh, than Andrew Luck did, and you know, over and then you know, if you add that up over the course of three or four years, it, it's certainly going to surprise. I mean, the number is really close. Really, it passes yeah. Andrew Luck, and we saw you know Andrew Luck obviously retire early. They don't want that happening in Cincinnati. How do you foresee them addressing this uh, offensive line, and can they afford to in free agency? Yeah, technically, I mean, he was sacked fifty-one times during the regular season and twenty times in the four playoff games. Oh, That's geez. over seventy sacks. <laughs> wow. God. And so it's like uh, they you know, they got to concentrate both uh, on free agency to get better offensive linemen, and then also the draft to get better offensive linemen. Do they have the cap space? Yeah, they do. Yeah. Okay, man. Well, in the one game, was it the Titans? Nine sacks? Nine sacks. Nine sacks. Nine sacks. And, and that's coming off a, a year where he blew his knee out. Yeah, seven in the Super Bowl. Jeez, that's yeah. unbelievable. So, I mean, listen, they got Jamar Chase yeah. in the draft, right? And, and, and it, it worked. Was, it was a great pick. You know, I was arguing that they should have got the kid out of Oregon. Yeah, Penny Sewell. Oh, yeah. Penny, Penny Sewell, Sewell, right? Yeah. And maybe, you know, some of the – maybe those stats would have been different this year had they did that. But then, obviously, you know, it's yin and yang. Yeah. Uh, two five three asking if Landry is cut, should Seattle go after him? I assume they're talking Jarvis Landry. 
Oh, he's not going to get cut. I mean, he's a Pro Bowl caliber wide receiver. I don't know, you know, if they're going to trade him or what's the story. But something's something's fishy there because you know they you know they don't have Odell Beckham Jr. If you get rid of Landry, who's going to be there to catch the ball for uh, you know Baker Mayfield? I don't know, but there is but there seems to be a story yeah, there, and he, he's tweeting no. about yeah. you know where he wants to what he wants to do. So do you think there's does he want a new deal or what? What do you know of, of the situation there? Don't know. I mean, uh, it's kind of a mystery, kind of like the Kyler Murray uh, situation, you know, with Kyler Murray pulling all his stuff off of social media and all that. Similar situation at the wide receiver position in Dallas. Yeah, I mean they're 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 over the cap. They're thinking about uh, cutting their top guy. I can't think of his name right. Amari now. Amari oh, Cooper. Amari yeah, Cooper. yeah. How, how do you feel? How do you feel like that situation is going to play itself out? Well, Jerry doesn't seem to be real happy with Amari Cooper, you know, because one, he's not vaccinated, and two, you know, he kind of got on the down list uh, for Jerry Jones. So it sounds like with him making, you know, 20 plus million dollars, that uh, they probably are going to move on. You know, they got uh, uh, CD Lamb, who is a great receiver. Now they've got, you know, one guy uh, coming back from an ACL. So that's going to take a little bit of time. But I think right now, you know, you're looking at. Uh, a wide receiver is probably going to get uh, cut or traded. Well, it, I was I was also seeing that Julio Jones could be a, a cap casualty yeah. or he could be moving on. Uh, and then I saw this about you know his former team, the Falcons. Matt Ryan is yeah. currently scheduled to have a cap hit of forty eight million six hundred sixty two thousand five hundred this coming season, mm-hmm. and that'd be the largest cap hit for any player in NFL history. That's so, why it was funny because I know last year a lot of people were looking and saying, hey, so is uh, Matt Ryan going to be there? But when they restructured his contract and I made a, a couple calls down there, I mean, that meant he was going to have to stay with the team at least two years. And this is the second year and he may have to stay for a third year. So it's like, uh, no, he's, he wasn't going in anywhere. <clears throat> he isn't going anywhere. And he's still you know, valuable enough. They just got to get a better defense. Uh, speaking of defense, Seahawks made a lot of moves with their defensive coaching staff, and we heard Clint, uh, Coach Clint Hurd talk about the defense potentially uh, using a three-four scheme. You know, how do you feel that fits in with Seattle wants to do defensively? Well, there's still going to be a four-three, but they're going to mix in some three-four stuff as long as the defensive ends don't have to drop back in coverage. That was a mistake <laughs> that. Uh, you know, Ken Norton Jr. made, and that's not a mistake that Clint Hurt is going to make. He's going to t- not going to take his group of defensive linemen and drop them back into coverage. So you can forget about that option. But again, I think that that's why, yeah, I still think that they, they do need Bobby Wagner because they don't, they don't have four linebackers right now. Mm. Yeah, it, it, that'll... That seemed to be the one certainty I, I took away from some general statements from Clint Hurt. Mm-hmm. Is you remember Clayton? He talked about getting text messages from players talking about, okay, so I'm not dropping into coverage, right? And just he, he yeah. without throwing Ken Norton under the bus, he seemed to make it clear, like, yeah, that's that's not what we're going to be doing. No, it's like, and they shouldn't. And so, uh, no, I like what you know Clint's doing and Sean Desay coming on the staff, and you know they got Carl Scott with the secondary. No, I like what they've done on defense. Hey, John, there were some rumblings. I don't know if you heard this or not, but, you know, obviously we know Tom Brady's retired now. He's doing some other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it sounded like he was a little bit disappointed in the direction uh, and some of the ways that the program was running over there. 
in Tampa Bay. Is that were you hearing some of the same things? Well, he likes Byron Leftwich, but uh, <clears throat> uh, some people speculate that he was having problems with Bruce Arians, and then Arians came out and categorically denied that that uh, there was any real friction. But hey, you know, Tom has retired. He's now making a movie. He's going to act in a movie. Okay. All those different <laughs> things. So it's like, uh, you know, it's, but would, what? Would what you it, ever? Would you ever act in a movie, John? Yeah, I was in. I was in uh, one with uh, The Rock. Okay, which one was that? Huh? Game Plan. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you were in that. Yeah. Okay, John, the actor. Yeah, I know. One and of the, the great thespians of all time. Wow. Right <laughs> <laughs> I never knew you to be so versatile. Yeah. Well, you got to be. I like yeah. it. I like it. <laughs> John, we appreciate it. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, sounds good. All right, John. There you go. If you missed any of today's cold, hard facts, brought to you by Coors Light, made to chill, download the podcast at 710sports.com. I forgot all about John being in the game plan. I never saw that movie. Was it good? Yeah, it's a good movie. It's, you know, it's, it's you know, The Rock. He's got his daughter, whatever. He saves the day. Like <laughs> He saves the day. <laughs> You know, it's the rock. He saves the day. Just like, yeah, just like, a, just like any other movie. You know? <laughs> just right in a nutshell, right yeah. there. He's a big burly guy. He beats some people up. He saves the day. Right. It's great. That's it. And then uh, Clayton was in there somewhere. Okay. <laughs> All right. Our thanks to John Clayton. Coming up, there is one free agent we haven't talked about much, but he might actually be the best fit for this Mariners team. We'll talk about it next with Wyman and Bob. Robert Turbin in today on 710 ESPN Seattle.